You're listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic life. What's up? What's up, y'all? <laughs> How are you all doing on this? Okay, wait a minute. Let me first say that we are in the beginning of Black History Month. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month to everyone. (laughs) Yes. And we are also in the month of love. I love I love love. Okay, I know people always talk about Valentine's Day being mm-hmm. commercialized now. And, and you know what? And pagan. I, I listen y'all. I know all of that, Geneva, for real. Yes. But I love love. I'm not in love, but I love love. Are you one of those like lovey old Valentine's yeah. hearts and chocolates and I flowers am. and oh my god. I really see. am. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I can. I am. I like it. I believe in it. And yeah, one day, right? One of these days. One of these days. days, But it's got to be right. Yeah, you can do your own chocolates and flowers. I do. There you go. Yes, I do. I love on myself all the time. Okay. Exactly. Right. Yes, y'all. So happy again. Happy um, Black History Month and also Happy Love Month. And I am welcoming you all because I love you all. I love my listeners. I love you all (laughs) to death. Well, to life. I don't ever say to death. To life. And I thank you all for joining today. This is. the um I'm, I'm on Facebook Live right now, so hey to my Facebook Live. Hello. But I'm also <laughs> on social media at Holistic Living with Hazel, and that's for Instagram as well as for Facebook. But the most important, y'all, for ratings and ratings and ratings, I am on Real 1100 AM, and out. please check it out. Mm. iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Like, yeah, so I need y'all to join on in. You can always, you know, pop on in there. And then if you want to just see us, um, you know, in the, in the back in the background being crazy, <laughs> you can come on my Facebook Live page. But yes. definitely for ratings, I need you all to definitely go into Real 1100 AM as well as iHeartRadio. All right. My co-hosts are here in the building. You already heard Miss Dr. Geneva Gray, and I'm going to have her introduce herself later on. And but who's not here, but it's in the but it's not in the studio, but she is here. My girl, she is on the phone. Pam, you there? I am. Hi. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. You know you weirding Geneva out with all this love talk, right? I know, right? All when these I flowers tell- and candy and chocolate and uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, no. Nah. I know like she's cringing. I can feel it. Girl, you should see her face. <laughs> you should see her face right now. I'm like, I yeah. know. I know. I know my friend. She is cringing. When I tell you. <laughs> when I Look, chocolate-covered strawberries, you can give me that all day, and I'm your friend for life. No, if you're going to do something for Geneva for Valentine's Day, give her a gas card. There you oh. go. <laughs> yes. 
Don't come with all that other stuff. Don't do that. Look, Pam. Look, I'm. I'm. Look, you know. Okay, God is something else because you know this was Valentine's week month, right? So I was going to. You know, I thought that's when I thought both of y'all were going to be in the studio. So I was like, oh, okay, it's Valentine's Day month. Maybe I should, you know, have a heart with some chocolate or something. I am so blessed. Girl, I've been, I've been holding that chocolate like this. What is this? We would have been in that studio cracking up over that oh chocolate. I tell you now. Oh my gosh. Well, Pam, I'm Beautiful so. Beautiful gesture. Beautiful I know, gesture. right? I would have loved it. I like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's the one that's next to you, it's I'm, her. I, look, I know now, and I'm glad I didn't do it. See, it's good to have that intuition. Pam, go. I am so glad. You're, I'm, I'm, I am kind of sad you're not here because I want yeah. to see my girl, but we're going to see each other. We're going to see each other. But no, I, I appreciate the invite. Girl, I really do. Girl, who else am I have? Look, I'm, I wanted, you know, all the, the three amigos to be yeah. in it. And I, and I am going to have y'all in here before it, the time is up, okay? I promise you That's I am. That's so sweet. So we would love it. Yes. Absolutely. So um, I want to just now we're talking and I'm sorry, y'all. But, you know, when you come up and you see your friends again, you know, it, it is what it is. It comes with the but I do want to <laughs> tell you, I'm going to have them introduce themselves. But I do want to just personally say thank you. Thank you just just for the show. I want to say thank you for holistic living with Hazel. But I also want to thank you coming from me. Yeah. Um when we talk about um, friendship, when we talk about, you know, being able to, you know, come back and you may not always see each other, but you've met, your paths have crossed right. and you know it's for a reason. That's what these two co-hosts mean to me. Um, we met years and years ago. Sweet. And, know. you know, it was, you know, for me, you know, when you meet people, not only do you come close to them because you see their work ethic, but you see their passion in what we do, in what we do, and we met each other, all fulfilling our passion, which is helping people. That's right. And we've stayed mm-hmm. there. We've stayed there. We've stayed friends. And you know, I always people always say Facebook is you know they always make it a negative thing. But for me, it's a positive thing because without that, you know, you may have lost contact. Absolutely. But with right, Facebook, right. you know, I've stayed in contact with you all. I have congratulated you all. Yes. I have cheered you on and I'm just thankful and I'm thankful you guys were um, coming in and being with me. And and we appreciate you so much. Definitely. Definitely. It's a blessing. So with that, um, I want the uh, Dr. Geneva Gray, y'all, my listeners already know y'all didn't requested her back. So that she is back now. Y'all can get off my back. (laughs) Geneva, Dr. Geneva Gray is back in the house. So Geneva, I want you to introduce yourself first. Okay. Uh, Well, that's a lot to live up to. (laughs) Just say that. Um, My name is Dr. Geneva Gray and um, I am a, a licensed counselor, therapist. Um, I have a private practice out in Snellville, Georgia, Shades of Grey Wellness Center. I am also um, a counselor educator. I teach um, full-time um, university for individuals who are seeking their doctorate and master's degree in counseling. Right. So that is me. That's I've wonderful. Been, awesome. I've been around for a while now. I'm, 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 I'm in the, I've been in this you game for a it. minute. Yes, I'm a little seasoned. <laughs> And Miss Pamela Merritt Smith, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Sure. I am Pamela Merritt. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, 
Um, I do private practice under uh, my business, Harmonious Counseling and Wellness. Um, uh, I lean more so into my brand of therapy and theology where I bring um, uh, emotional and mental health education and logical platforms. Um, I I have clients that I deal with that have religious trauma. So I spend a lot of time helping people unpack, decolonize, and deconstruct their faith. All right. Um, and then I also, you know, do general counseling for um, emotional balance and wellness. But therapy and theology and um, religious trauma therapy and gay affirmative therapy are two things that I am extremely passionate about. So, yeah, there's that. And I also... Have been doing this for a while. Actually, yes. <laughs> uh, a cute little story. Geneva got to be my supervisor because I refused <laughs> to go back to my team. So there's that. And I worked, we worked together for probably what, 12 years, yep. maybe? Yeah, we probably worked together uh-huh. about 12 years. About, about 12, 12 years. years. Yep. 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 Yeah, we, we we became friends. Me, her, and Loranda became friends instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I said, I watched it blossom. Yes. So <laughs> instantly, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad again to have you all, and um, we chose you all um for the show because we're just gonna dig right in. We're talking about mental boot camp for 2022, right? And you know, as we deal with the pandemic, people reaching age milestones, inflation on the rise, social vices, and that affect us all you know no one's exempt from it right we often mm-hmm. ask ourselves how do we truly prepare ourselves on the road to a better us and it ultimately leads to saying we're better than the year before mm. um you know most of us have been left bewildered of having us you know face the reality of the world in which we really will never see again right i think the first two years we thought okay it's gonna well the first year we were like okay we're gonna get back to where Mm -hmm. we were but now we're having to look at at it in a different way to really realize that we're not gonna have the world that we as we knew it right and we've realized that having and are developing a mental fortitude is where we have to begin Hmm. and so with that um geneva can you Tell our listeners or just define to our listeners what mental fortitude really means. Well, yeah, okay. So mental fortitude uh, was kind of developed based on this um, business model of understanding how people function in the in the work environment. And it's basically having this what we call a mental toughness, like mm-hmm. being able to um, experience adversity, experience difficulty or hardships in your environment and how you recover or the, or the method of resilience that you experience Mm -hmm. and there's this been whole um theory based on it and it's this idea of how we manage our commitment what we are having in control of what are our challenges and and how we are comfort how we experience comfort in all those areas but i'm quick i'm careful about talking about mental toughness or mental fortitude in that way Mm -hmm. because a lot i think that what is happening is a lots of people assume that when you experience adversity in your life, there's a requirement that you have to be tough. Hmm. And that's not necessarily what mental fortitude is about. It's not about being strong or that false assumption of strength or being strong. It's about being able to recognize this is the experience that I've had in my life or this is something that is not going according to how I expect it to be. And 
how can I deal with it and recover from it without it consuming me? And sometimes mental fortitude is allowing yourself to feel sadness, to feel pain, yes. to feel hurt and sit in that and be okay with it. Or even even be able to verbalize that you're experiencing the hurt. And I'm glad you Thank gave you. that. Yeah, and I'm glad you gave that because, you know, we... We often hear, check on your strong friends. Check on your strong. Well, who gave you that piece to say that this person is strong and who this person is not right. strong? Like, who made you qualified to give that assessment? Because you have some people who have qualifications that can look through people's mask. Yes. And they can look at the same person you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And you can say, oh, they're strong. They're strong. <laughs> and then that same other person can look who's qualified to see through those barriers, right, and see through that mask. They can say, oh, they're about to give out, right? Exactly. So how about let's just change that narrative to say, check on everybody. (laughs) Just check on everybody. Don't give your assessment. Don't don't give your perception of what a person is and what state they're in. Mm -hmm. Just check on them. Right. Right? I I think that's a really good point. You have to move past this idea that... if people do certain things, that makes them a strong person. If they're denying or or they're walking around looking like everything is fine, that means that you're strong. Mm-hmm. I remember one day, I think I may have said this to you, Pamela, at one point in time. We were on the phone having a conversation, and I yelled out to her. I said, I'm tired of being strong. Yes, that was me. Yes. <laughs> and, she said, and she said, well, then don't. Be strong. <laughs> then don't. Right. Then don't. Amen. Right. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Pam, <laughs> Pam, you know, we... You know, we've dealt with suicide, um, you know, for many, many years in our business. And um, just in 2020, actually, suicide actually dropped, y'all, 3%, right? right? Mm -hmm. But the caveat is that depression, anxiety, and substance substance abuse went up, right? Yes, Yes, Mm -hmm. Then we also had to deal with, um, this week, the loss of um, uh, Chesley Crissette. Is it Crissette? I know that the spelling is K-R-Y-S-T. Yeah, I think it's Chris. Um, Mm -hmm. Chris, yes. And so um, please note that the show is not suggesting any knowledge or direct detail for the incident or the reason of her demise. But we want to use it, right, um, while we're talking about this topic and that we, you know, are dealing with it. It was a lot for me, you know, to deal with um, just in my profession and just hearing it as a human being. Pam, can you tell our listeners um, how do you check on a, on check out on mental fortitude and know that when it's time to seek help? So when do you know uh, that? Well, per- personally, yes. Oh, okay, well, I can definitely speak to that for because for me, mental fortitude starts with honesty. Yes, the strength is in your honesty and and denial. And suppression and avoided behavior is not strength. And I don't know where we got that from, mm-hmm. but that's not strength. You know, so when I think about when I think about mental fortitude um, as it pertains to people losing their lives to suicide, um, I think a lot of it comes from that unhealthy narrative of this is what strength looks like mentally. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and especially as much as there has been this unearthing of everybody <clears throat> um um opening their arms to mental health, 
Like there's this there's this wave that's happening in in black communities where everybody's getting a therapist and and God be praised because we need them. But but also there's still that stigma of but if I get it, does that mean I'm crazy? And so speaking of of what's her name, Chesley? Speaking of Chesley, her mom put out a statement and said that her daughter suffered from deep depression that she only learned about a few days ago. And so there's there's something to being a pageant queen and looking a certain way and presenting a certain way and harboring the secret of depression. And I think that narrative of what strong friends and what strong people look like, it perpetuates that that cycle of silence, right? especially in our community. Right. I completely agree. I think that is a really, really good point. And it's, it's, it speaks to how serious it is. I had no idea that her mom had no idea what was going on with her. No, she didn't. She didn't have any idea. That is a, she didn't have any idea. And it's, and I can, I can only think about how many more people that we can just think about in our own lives that, are struggling or having difficulties and doing that and, and dealing with stuff in silence, you know, right. in that same way. People who you can be in the same house with or you can be Absolutely. in the same community with or you go to school with or church with or whatever, and they're having those same experiences and you never even know that it's happening with them. Right. I also think that a lot of it, I think that a lot of the suicide sometimes come come from a place of being tired of performing. What I think what happens with a lot of people is we perform based on what people are used to seeing from us. So if we're the person that always has the answers, we're the person that always comforts everybody, we're the person that always has the right thing to say, we're the person that always mediates conflict, we're the person that everybody's confidant, we get into this role of performance because that is the expectation. Absolutely. And a lot of times when we do that, we neglect our own self-care. Right. And, and we also think that because we are that person to everybody, that nobody wants to hear what we have to say. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is a huge topic. And, you know, um, I really want to I really want to dedicate the whole show a whole show and segment <laughs> right. really and I'm going to do that. Why? Cuz it's my show and I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, ma'am, you can. And, and I am going to dedicate um a a whole show on this because it's necessary. It's necessary. I am not that person who um you know jumps on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. right? Just because right. something happens um, you know, in our world, but I, I'm also, I'm led, my topics are led. And this is something that we've all dealt with for years. And I think that we need to be able to have a conversation about this and allow people to have a safe place to talk about it. So Absolutely. y'all coming back. Okay. I told y'all y'all coming back. We're going to find a way to make us come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Geneva, um, Back, you know, when we're talking about the mental strength, because I think this is good, and um, Pam brought up a good point about, you know, what she's really, when she was describing about, you know, us playing the role. We're masking, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so what are some habits that will help us build true mental strength 
that we can that our listeners can practice every day when when they know that they're you know they need to build in that area well i think <clears throat> it's a couple of things um that that is hel- that is helpful um one of the the most important things is that you have to be in a position where you know yourself you got to learn more about mm-hmm. yourself and that means learn about your be on have a real honest conversation with yourself about your vulnerabilities about um what really bothers you um learn about even things like where you are mentally where are you spiritually where are you physically learn those things about yourself become more Mm -hmm. self-aware pay attention be more mindful about who you are as a person. And I say, and this is a private thing that often needs to happen with people. It's not always this public thing that you got to broadcast everybody because well, there are some uglies. We all got some uglies. Yes. for real. (laughs) (laughs) We all got some uglies. And if y'all, if people are out there saying, I don't have no uglies. I don't know what she's talking about. Everybody has some uglies. They lying. Yes. Those, those uglies are those things that when you lay your head down in the middle of the night and that, and you are trying to go to sleep, those things that pop into your head or the things mm-hmm. that you try to avoid with social media by, by bringing the noise into your life and your mind with social media and TV and radio and all those other things that we do mm-hmm. to kind of block out the noise. You got to make some space for yourself and center yourself and deal with who you are, the raw you. Mm-hmm. Now, once you mm-hmm. begin to do this, whole dealing of the raw you remember i said you don't have to talk to everybody about it it's something that's a personal thing Mm -hmm. then figure out what it is that it it can be something simple like making a list what are the things that are in my life like if i went to bed tonight all the therapists out there y'all know what i'm doing right now if i went to bed tonight and i woke up tomorrow morning and my life is exactly the way that i wanted it be what would my life look like in every area not just financially and so on and so forth but mentally physically emotionally spiritually what would my life look like and that is way the way that you begin to break down some of um that need to strengthen yourself and and encourage yourself you've got to look at those things that are are areas the raw you and i'm not saying that this has got to be deficits bad things don't label this is bad about me this is good about me right that's the worst thing that you could Mm -hmm. do you say these are the things about me who i am this is what i need i want my life to look like how can i get these areas to be the same and figure out a pattern that works for you yes not something that you saw on instagram because such and such Thank did you. this. Such and such did drank this tea <laughs> for forty-five <laughs> days, <laughs> and she lost all her weight and her life was perfect. Or such and such did this financial plan and made uh, uh, all this money in Bitcoin, and now you have to figure out the plan that works for you and what mm-hmm. based on your talents, your abilities, your gifts. And I think a lot of times people don't allow themselves to sit long enough and have a real conversation with the self about who you are those things that make you tick those things that set you off we are all so busy running and running and running and doing and doing and doing that we don't make that space yeah and and we miss those opportunities yep until things start to fall apart and they crash and then like oh my gosh the world is so horrible yes then the truth of the matter is we got to sit and with who we are period 
that's 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 just a little tip of the iceberg. I'm gonna yeah. stop there because I'm no. sure I know Pam has more to say about that. <laughs> no, Pam, I mean you're right, and Pam, I want you to to chime in. And one of the things I got to take away from what you're saying is that you always went back to you. Yes. You know, and stop looking at everybody else. Oh, my goodness. If you start with you and Mm -hmm. end with you, you're going to be okay. okay. But the minute you begin to put other people and other people's pieces and lives, that's when you get confused. Absolutely. The should. You look at everybody else and you say, should. My life should be this Mm -hmm. way. I should have this. I'm this age. This thing should be happening in my life. And that... How can, if you are looking at someone else and you have the shoulds happening, Mm -hmm. right? The shoulds are going in your mind. Should, should, should. You're looking at somebody else. How can you ever really experience happiness or fulfillment if the shoulds are running your life? Right. And running your thoughts. I tell tell my clients all the time, stop shooting on yourself. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Stop shooting all over yourself. (laughs) All over yourself. Exactly. (laughs) That is exactly I love that. Stealing that, y'all. Do it. Steal it. Because they look at you like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Right? Like, oh, wait, hold up. I guess that makes sense. And and, and the truth of the the matter is that if you had to walk in somebody else's shoes that you're admiring, you probably wouldn't last. You wouldn't. No. Right, because their journey is not your journey. Right. Right. And a lot, a lot of it also has to do again with just honesty. <laughs> like, yes. We that the internet is great, a great tool, and it is also a dangerous tool if you don't, um, if you don't have any balance, if you don't, you know. It we have social media has turned us all into voyeurs. Like we're all watching each other's lives, and. Determining, you know, determined by whatever you put on social media is how ever much access you give people. And sometimes we're scrolling for 30 minutes before we even realize how long we've been looking at other people's lives. And I think that it is just like Geneva said about focusing on yourself and what you have going on. Also, cutting out some of those distractions. Absolutely. Of of social media and Facebook and all of these people that people follow on TikTok, because you can't you can't start a journey of gaining mental fortitude if you're spending all of your time watching other people. Absolutely, I completely and agree. That is a powerful yeah. statement. You can't. You also have to create boundaries mm. for yourself. Because everybody can't handle everything. Right. And so you have to be honest about what you can and can't handle. And then we also have to learn how to compartmentalize. Mm. Because everything is not about us. Yes. You know? (laughs) Most things are not about us. (laughs) Sometimes we get triggered by stuff and we think that that was about us. That was personal. Mm. That was directed towards me they feel we create these whole stories in our head when they really didn't have anything to do with you it, the all. feeling just feels familiar right right but right. it's coming from somewhere yeah. else and so sitting with those feelings like geneva said being honest yes. sitting with those feelings figuring out where that stuff comes from right I, I and think, dealing yeah. with it at the root instead of what's happening in real mm-hmm. time one of my agree. listeners um you know, I, I always go back in and get um, questions from my listeners. And 
one of the listeners, you know, asked about writing down your list of goals every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes um, they stated that sometimes they feel, you know, they haven't accomplished and not even just accomplished on a higher level, but just accomplished from day to day. And that gets them in a rut. Right. Um, And so I wanted to ask both of you about what do you feel about, you know, writing down your list of goals every day? I know I do. I don't call them a goal list. I mm-hmm. call them a to-do list. And I honestly feel I do it every day so I can remember. <laughs> and right. I do it because, and I'll be honest with both of you, I feel a sense of accomplishment, right. you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I do that. So I mm-hmm. wonder for um, our listeners and for that particular listener, what are, you, what are you all's thoughts with that? <laughs> I tried to chuckle when you said that because if y'all saw my to-do list, it is hilarious. <laughs> I have four or five mean, different it's lists. Never ending. There's, yeah, there's a four or five different lists in there, and then they're categorized based on homework, so on and so forth. And um, I, what I found about to-do lists is that to-do lists are they—they're never ending. You're going to have something on mm-hmm. your list at all times. It depends. I, I firmly believe that to-do list depends on the person. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that every person thrives with a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Lots of folks often have to-do lists and experience anxiety at the end of the day if they have all of these things on their list that they're trying to accomplish for the day and they don't get it accomplished. Mm-hmm. So you have to mm-hmm. pay attention to how a to-do list can help you mm-hmm. and how it can hold you accountable. But if there's some, if it is something that could be considered to be harmful for you or make your situation worse at the end of the day, it may not be the most helpful. So things like you can write down, these are all the things I'm going to do, as long as those things are reasonable and right. can be done within the yeah, day. Yeah, I was thinking about Most that. Most of us don't do the whole reasonable when what can be done in the day. I'm going to raise my hand. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I, put, I put some stuff on my list that can't even be accomplished in six months. But <laughs> in my mind, in the day, it'll get done. Right. Right. So that I think that's important to pay attention to who you are as a person and what works best for you. Um, and it, sometimes it can be helpful because it, there is that sense of accomplishment that happens. So we just have to be mindful about that. Right. I'm, I feel the same way about lists. Um, I am not an everyday list person because lists do tend to overwhelm me right. and make mm-hmm. me anxious. One thing that my my husband recently implemented is making a list of must-dos and could-dos. And so that's the way I have started making my list. Instead of to-do, because to-do makes it sound <laughs> like I have to do it. Right. So I make could-do and have to do. Right. And usually, once I break, once I write that whole list and then I break it down into could do and have to do, that have to do list is so short in comparison to all, all of that stuff, stuff right. that I have written on that list that falls under, oh yeah, I could do this, but it doesn't have to be done today. Right. Right. So I think there are certain ways to make a list. Mm-hmm. I don't write. I don't write a bunch of stuff. I can't make a list with a bunch of stuff on it. I'm going to do nothing. So <laughs> I will put three or four things down. Mark those three or four things off. Maybe write two more things. Mark those two things off. But I can't. The the the. It's like sitting a gallon of water in front of me and take telling me this is your water intake for the day. Right. No, I need you to hand me that a glass at, at a, a time, time, please. Right. That is <laughs> so, a good point. Yeah. So, with the, when it comes to the list, I think lists are helpful. I think we should get things out of our brains and onto paper. 
Right. Um, yeah, that's a whole other subject too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't think that we should. I don't think we should obligate ourselves to things that don't have to be done. Right. Right. So my takeaway from this as the listener, if if you feel like this is something, the sense of accomplishment helps you with your mental strength and fortitude and, you know, gets you in a, in a, in a place where you feel like you're accomplished, go yes. for it. Right? right. But if you feel like, you know, that list makes you feel inadequate, it's really doing the uh, reverse then kind of either change your list, like um, our uh, Pam was speaking of, you know, with breaking it down that I must do and I, you know, what was it, Pam? Must do and have could, to. Could and do. Must, I have to do these and I could do these. Right. So if you got to break <laughs> right. it down, and, but what whatever it is, make sure that whatever you do, it is for what you're trying to accomplish, and that is for you to feel more mentally um, uh, strong and accomplished. Exactly. So we're going to take a break, y'all. Like I told y'all, it is Love Week, so we're going to have some... Fire and desire <laughs> on our break. I know doing over here, Pam. Take it away, <laughs> Tina. Oh. <laughs> wow. It's really good to see you again, baby. And I must admit, you're looking very, very, very nice these days. I guess life must be treating you well. Well, I've just been doing the same old thing I've always been doing, you know. I've got a new lady now, and it's a little different than it was when I was with you. You know, I think back to when we met, the way I used to be and the cold way I used to act. But more than that, I think of how you changed me with your love and sensitivity. Remember when I used to. I was over here with some Tina Marie and Fire and Desire. Now that I have been inundated with. (laughs) It's love week, y'all. It's love week. Look, both my co-hosts married. So, you know, they don't understand where I'm coming from. So, they're going to let me be me and do me. Okay. Do all of it. All of it. Man. All right. I'm back, y'all. Okay. 
God, I hope y'all are enjoying this. We have gotten some straight, <laughs> great takeaways so far, and I hope you all are um, really um, getting that as well. I know I am. Um, we're going to go and jump into emotional ties. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I always often, I think I started saying this in 2021. Yeah, where I talk about proximity is power. Mm. And I still keep that in my head constantly as I embark on, you know, different arenas that I haven't, you know, waters I haven't treaded before. That means I'm meeting new people constantly. Um, And I'm really protecting my space and I'm understanding what it means to have someone in your space and the detriment that they could cause, Mm -hmm. right? As well as the escalating you right so um but i'm more conscious of that so when we talk about emotional ties i really would love to hear from you all um when we're talking about subjective you know well i'll just start off with the question that was given to me from that listener when you talk about emotional ties we're referring to emotional connection which is a bundle of subjective feelings that come together to create a bond between two people how important is it to have emotional ties with others? Hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that one first, Pamela. I'm going to let you take that one first. Go ahead. Well, I think it's incredibly important because, because I, when I think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and I think about the way the needs are set up for, for humans, once we feel safe, and have shelter, and we have food, the next thing on the list is relationships. And I say that because one of the most vile and inhumane punishments is solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because there's no emotional connection. There's no human interaction. There's no body-to-body, there's no skin contact, there's no conversation, there's nothing. Everything shuts off in solitude. And people come out of solitary confinement insane, literally. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I think about emotional connections, and I'm talking about healthy ones, I'm not talking about (laughs) ones that you need to put boundaries and electric senses around. I'm talking about healthy I'm talking about healthy emotional connection is absolutely important. I think it's detrimental to our mental health to have healthy emotional emotional connections to people. I definitely agree, with Pam. That's why I brought it in into yes, play, Geneva. Definitely. I, you know, it's so funny because I think I think Pam and I could probably do a whole segment just on this mm-hmm. um, because yeah. we have, this is, um, <laughs> I'll invite you back. No, man, I'm gonna stop saying. That. I'm not gonna say that no more. Because I think this is something that we have talked about and processed over for many, many years for a lot of different mm-hmm. reasons. And what I've learned is um, emotional connection, that sense of connectedness is important. It's, it's, it is essential to a thriving individual. However, we often make poor decisions based on that need um, mm-hmm. to have connectedness. So sometimes what happens is we feel that sense of need to be connected and anything or anybody will do. Mm-hmm. And that is, where we, that is where we kind of get stuck in this rut of these difficult 
complicated, um, dysfunctional, unhealthy bonds with people is because any bond will do sometimes. We innately have that need and and we don't we haven't been taught how to establish a connection, a healthy connection with others. And so we we have the need. We don't know the tool. We don't have the tools to establish a healthy connection. And so we just out there like is just connecting to anybody who will reflect back that connection or that need the connection. What are the tools? So the tools, are, uh, I think, <laughs> I'm going to be careful about how I say this. <laughs> no, you can't. It's okay. Yeah, we, give it, we give it plain. <laughs> I think we, the, you have to think about connections that are in place to help you, that help to support you, to nourish you, to strengthen you, to challenge you at times but also to grow you. Mm -hmm. If you have connections in your life right now in this moment that you are feeling like it's a dread, number one, to talk to this person, you Mm -hmm. walk away from an interaction with somebody and you feel like you've lost your dignity, that is not a healthy connection. And you've got to be fearless and you've got to be brave and have enough courage to stand up and say, what I have to give in a relationship, who I am, is good enough. Yes. It is valuable. It yes. has worth. And if we don't see our own worth, that's an important tool with connections to other people. If you don't see your own worth, you will allow trash yes. into your life mm-hmm. because... A great word. <laughs> I was trying to fix that word up, Pamela. I wasn't trying to say trash. Straight trash. Right. You will allow trash. (laughs) Stop saying hot garbage. You allow things that are not healthy into your life. And we don't understand that clearly. So people are who are in relationships. Why do I keep going through this same thing with this person over and over and over again? Why do I keep allowing this person to do this? Well, I don't know what I'll get if I don't, if I disconnect from the person or this is all I've ever known. And it's like, there is a fundamental flaw that's happening in your life because you don't see your value and your worth. Mm-hmm. Your life is a value because if your life was not a value, you wouldn't be here in the right. first place. Your time is valuable. It is not to be wasted at all. And anybody who is entering into your life, entering into your space, ought to value your time yes. just as much as you do. Yes. That is something that we aren't necessarily taught. We have these experiences and it's like, okay, I or I, I need, I need, I need, I need to be connected to somebody. I need to have these things. That goes back to the shoulds. And what winds up happening is we leave that gaping hole and it all the trash just gets filled yes. into it. And then it creates this um it creates uh, this narrative about life, like all people are bad or I don't I don't deal with such and such. I get so tired of hearing people mm-hmm. say stuff like, mm-hmm. I don't deal with women because women are messy. I don't mm. deal. Well, yeah, you because you are picking messy women to deal with. Yes. Right. Right. Like, yeah, not all women are messy, but you pick messy women. So that's what you get. And you may need to look and at you yourself. Also, and you also <laughs> may need to right. evaluate yourself. And figure exactly. out if you're messy. Exactly. Yes. Say that. Wait, hold up. Say that again. Say that again, Pam. I said you may need to evaluate yourself and figure out if you're messy. Absolutely. If there's an issue everywhere you go with interpersonal interaction, it might just be you. Yes. Yes. Energy attracts energy. I, right. I, um, I definitely believe that. And, you know, in, in 
leading up to where why we're talking about emotional ties because we've talked about you know it all this is about building your mental boot camp building yourself to the point mentally where you can succeed in 2022 we've talked about having that strength of mental fortitude we've talked about how to get it where to know when to you know pull you know get your get yourself together and know when it's time to get that that extra pumping you for that strength. Absolutely. Then we talked about, we're talking about now emotional ties, who you have around you guys, who you have around you affects you. Absolutely. I'm going to be very transparent. Um, Being in a relationship that is not for you. And you talked about that, Dr. Gray. Mm -hmm. And, And it's like, you know, you think about now when you get out of a relationship and you see yourself where God continues to talk to you consistently, especially when you're on a when you're on a mission. <laughs> on okay? a mission, that's and right. And He's placed you on a mission. Mm-hmm. And for me, God talks to me every time, everywhere. I don't care if I'm in the shower, if I don't <laughs> care if I'm going down the stairs. Right. And He's giving me direction. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if your mind is clogged with worrying about who's doing what, who's saying what, exactly, who's talking about me. When are you missing what God is trying to give you? Are you missing those things, those intricate details that he's trying to give you because you're worried about what somebody else is doing and those ties that you have allowed to be in your life? Yes. That's crucial. I like I like what you just said right there. That what you have allowed to be in your yes. life. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that's a tricky thing when we start talking about who, who and what we allow. Because I think that we have rules in this society about who should be in your life. Mm-hmm. Remember what we talked about earlier about those shoulds, yes. right? And so, just because people are tied to you in your family by blood does not mean that they should have access to you. In your life. Mm-hmm. And it is okay. Yes. Some so of the most toxic relationship occur, occur in these family bonds where people are making these assumptions that I should be involved with this relationship because this person is connected to me right. in that way. Right. And that's a really dangerous thing. It's hard to do, though, but it's a dangerous thing to make that assumption. We have to be... We have to take much more pride in our time and our value yeah. and how we spend our time. Right. I don't believe right. blood is thicker than water. I, That's just me. I, also, I don't believe I that. also believe that, that these every single emotional tie needs to be evaluated. Absolutely. From yourself to your mama to your significant other, your yes. children, yes. your your friends, your co every every one of those interpersonal relationships needs to be evaluated because it's like it's like i know a lot of times when i get new clothes i just went through this whole thing of clearing out my closet i didn't even pull stuff out to look and see if it still fit i said to myself if i haven't had it on guess what it's about to go (laughs) and i have and i can say that i have very few things in my closet right but i'm cool with that you know why because i got space for better for newer, you know, like more up-to-date things. The same thing works with interpersonal relationships. You evaluate those interpersonal relationships and and don't make up excuses to hang on to people that aren't good for you. Like we hang on to clothes that we think we're going to get back in. No, just let it go. Because when you let those relationships go, you make room for healthier people to come along. You make room 
for yourself mm-hmm. and time for yourself when you alleviate some of these unhealthy Absolutely. relationships. And that's just not a one-time thing mm-hmm. because life happens for as long as we live. So as long as we live, we need to keep evaluating those relationships, mm-hmm. including the ones we have, the one we have with ourselves. Pam, that's the first me, one. Pam, you're going to make me run around the studio. <laughs> Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Oh my I told goodness! You, that's a word for the people. I tell you what, look, y- listeners, if y'all not taking takeaways from this, I don't know what else to give you for yes, real. Absolutely, I think you know it's so interesting because what you said, Pam, was so true. I think that what has to happen is people got to have courage to do that. Yep, a lot of times, absolutely. a lot of times, we we know those types of things that we need to be evaluating relationships, but I think that fear. Holds us back. Fear of Absolutely. the unknown. Absolutely, and fear and, of the and you know what that fear is? It's fear of rejection. Absolutely, because that's our community. Mm-hmm. Those people are our community. Those are the people we lean on. Those are the people we've talked to, probably confided in. And so to evaluate a relationship and say, you know what? This has outgrown me, or yes. I've outgrown this. Mm-hmm. That's yes. the first step. And then you got to work through the fear of rejection. Rejection yes. from your community rejection of whatever people might have to say because you decided to move on you are mm-hmm. absolutely right that fear is not that's not a game it that's real game. I, yes mm-hmm. i talk about fear a lot you know i'm posting you know because i know that that is a huge factor that stagnates people yes you know all the time y'all i'm telling you we got one last thing for you <laughs> that's going to help you through this mental boot camp and we're talking about spiritual well-being and Pam, I kind of want you to That's take my favorite. I, I, right. I, I'm, I'm adjusting myself in my seat. I'm ready too. for it, Pamela. <laughs> um, Pam, I kind of want you to take this. Um, you know, we're we're going. You know, we're coming to you. You know, for this topic, and you and your. We know I've I've watched you and your husband have taken this topic to a whole other level. Tell us about your, um, just a little bit about, because I know you have a podcast that you do for spiritual well-being, and then our listeners wanted to know um, how crucial is spiritual well-being to your success in 2022? Oh, man, that's beautiful. Um, Yes, this is like, this is like my passion, talking about um, spiritual wellness and spiritual health, and um we're, I think that we we have to start by um, doing a little bit of self-evaluation and finding out what it is that you're tied to. What is it that you believe in? What is it that guides you and keeps you motivated? And then that's the thing that you invest in. For me, spirituality is a huge part of what I do. Um, um, I am a praying, meditating, talking out loud to ancestors and God, uh, you know, hood healer. That's me. I'm a mixed bag of spirituality. I come from a very, very conservative Christian background, but at this age, at 43, I'm a mixed bag of spirituality. I do a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. and I think that what we have to do is make space for people to do spirituality in a way that works for them. Yes. That's the first thing. Because what happens is everybody has their thing that works for them, and then we want everybody else to do that same thing. And that might not be what works for them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people have traumas associated with stuff. They have just practices in ways that don't work for them. So figuring out what it is that you're connected to and giving time to it, whether that is, you know, you you are a Bible reader, so you read your Bible or you do prayers um, daily or, or however you incorporate that. If you have an ancestral altar that you sit at, that you talk to your ancestors and you talk to the divine, if you if there's something else that that you're involved in that fulfills you in a spiritual way, whatever that is, um, I think that you have to give time to that. That's a part of self-care. You know, we could go to the gym all day and eat well all day, but if but if we aren't connected to anything, then there's nothing really that's going to keep us driven and motivated. Right. So that's where I am on being emotionally and health and emotionally and spiritually healthy and evaluate some of these religious spaces we sitting in. If I can just be real about it, we need to evaluate some of these spaces we're sitting in. Mm -hmm. Some of this theology that we're ingesting is incredibly toxic. Mm -hmm. You know, um, some of this rule keeping stuff that we've been doing all of our lives. And at this moment, I'm specifically talking to like my my Christian fundamentalists. Mm -hmm. We, there are a lot of us that grew up in rule-keeping churches where there was like this list of things that you do and don't do. And what happens is we end up getting disconnected from ourselves trying to maintain these rules. Yes. Yeah. So you got to do what works for you. And you have to be involved in some type of practice that doesn't separate you from who you are at your core. Mm-hmm. Right. And make sure in a nutshell, what I'm hearing is that we are keeping intact that it, whatever and however you're doing it, it needs to be a part yes. of your mental yes. wellness, your mental um, success yes. in 2022. Guys, it's, oh, can, I, listen, let me tell y'all something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go, Pamela. <laughs> you know she's about to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm about to do I got to do an hour and a half on this show, man. This is crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But I I just knew it. I just knew it. But I I love you guys. Um, we love you too. You, you know that. We love you guys. so much. And I I really do. I'm I'm I've said it all thing, but I'm for real. I do need you guys back. I'm going. You know, for me, I'm a praying woman. So whatever God leads, and having you guys back in the subject that we're going to, you know, whatever that subject is going to be, I really want to have you guys back. Our <laughs> listeners need to this. It. Just yes. Let me they know. They need this, y'all. And I know this feedback is going to be crazy. 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 Um, but we are about to close out the show. I thank you all for coming, listeners. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Remember, you can reach me at Holistic Living with Hazel, Instagram and or Facebook. Um, you also can reach me on Real 1100 AM. You can reach me on Spotify and our iHeart Radio and Apple Podcasts. Look at God, y'all. All of these streaming All methods. of it, girl. All Ooh! of it. All of it. And it's only going to get better, y'all. <laughs> Thank you all, and I appreciate you, and happy love, Mom. Oh, here we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Save me, Pamela. Love you, Pam. Save me from You're the welcome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Holistic Living with Hazel. Tune in to iHeartRadio or TheReal1100.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Holistic Living Podcast with Hazel.